What's up? And welcome to Espresso with Erin and Sarit, the show where you go to gain the confidence and self-empowerment that you need to live your best and most authentic life. Tough love conversations to reveal the simple truths that will transform your relationships, your body, and your bank account. We are your hosts. I'm Erin. And I'm Sarit. And we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Good Monday. Monday. And happy noon from this guy's gym. Happy noon from Sweetie Gym. From Sweetie Boogie Gym. From the Sweeties kind of gym. My gosh, look at that precious face. My name is Callie, and I'm gonna be and help you with your push-ups. Okay. Are you fluent in cooking language already? You guys, she's growing so fast. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna sweat from my armpits because it is pouring outside, so we have the garage door closed. It's really hot. It is pretty hot. Maybe we should open the door. Maybe, maybe I'm gonna open the door. Maybe that will invite mosquitoes inside, and I'd rather. From not. where? I don't know. We're gonna open the door. I wanna see who's here. I wanna see who's here. Let's sing our song. Come, 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 come. Heather, Jason. Wow, Jason Lee, it's been a minute. Mel, Audrey, Brittany, Heather, Tawny, Aaron and Sarit, Stacy actually, Kim. Kimberly, Olivia, Trisha, Heidi, Beth, Catherine, Daniela, Audrey, Mark. <laughs> that was adorable. Oh, what kind of meal plan you got to pop on all the games? Yo, she's actually eating natural food, you guys. Like, she's eating what, like chickpeas and chicken it's, and yeah, it's veggies. Like for real kind of food. Yeah, our dogs eat for real. Yeah, food. can you hear? Thunder. It's real food, not too much, mostly plants. Yeah. And this also applies to, to your dogs, your family members, and all things in between. All right, you guys, so today's Monday. Wait, but first I have a story to tell because a lot of people know. Okay, okay where is the. Oh, okay, so a lot of people know about these. I really enjoy these. Um, for anybody who doesn't know, these are like a, a very natural energy drink. No sugar, uh, way better ingredients, very special ingredients that keep the energy up without the crash. Okay, besides that, this was the first flavor to come out. I was sad because Sarit didn't like it. I thought it tasted like medicine. She thought it tasted like medicine. Then this flavor came out. So this one is dragon fruit. This flavor came out, tropical sunshine. I was like, ah, oh, she is sure to love it. She didn't like it. I was sad, but this flavor just came out, watermelon. She tried it. I had high hopes. She liked it and I was so excited. Because it really is a great product. I think they said something about with helping with menstrual cramps. I'm just gonna be real. Today's day one, y'all. Pray for me. Pray for me. What is it? Available today, what approved? Available Sarit today, Sarita approved. Yes, I do, I do approve of it. I really like it. Did you bring these because you wanted to have it? 
Watermelon. Well, I want you guys to see the color of it. Watermelon is it's, my is my you, favorite fruit. As literally, a matter of fact, I would love to know. Drop it in the comments. What is your favorite fruit? So I, when I first started to open the bag, all I did was rip the you know where it has the little perforated thing. I it smells like it. watermelon gum. I, <coughs> I immediately. I'm gonna bring it. I immediately smelled. Watermelon. I didn't even open the bag yet. I just tore off the thing and I smelled it and I was like, for, literally, I saw heaven for a half a second. I really did. And look how well it mixes. Like, literally, we've not even stirred it up. We've not, I've not even moved this glass. Today is a very much about push ups. I'm just thoroughly excited. Look at, look at, we haven't even well, mixed it. This is in alignment with working out. We haven't even mixed it. So I use this actually for pre-workout er day. Er who, day. Who else, what are your guys' favorite fruit and who else drinks the Focus? I now have given myself permission to drink the Focus because I finally now we're gonna have to get found the flavor that I like. I really did not like the first two. The, fir the first one that came out, I had one sip and I ended it as that. In fact, I dislike it so much that Erin has a separate bottle for it. Because if I smell it, she's like, this is your bottle. I'm not using it. Don't put that in any other Yeah, bottle. I can't even smell it. The second one was like, I drank one bottle. I said, no more. And this <laughs> weekend you were like, I can smell it. And I was like, you grabbed it, dummy. <laughs> yeah, we, we switched one of the caps for the bottles and I could smell and I was like, oh. <laughs> Anyways, um, you guys, so today's Monday, Movement Monday, and... And the board is backwards, so I'm going to fix that for ya. And a couple weeks ago, we, we were talking about um, different push-up progressions, right? So, the reality is, and I would love it if you guys could drop in the chat box, what current progression are you on? Are you doing it from a bench? Are you doing it from your knees on the ground? Are you doing it all the way up? Oh, he's so cute. You gotta show them. <laughs> this is life at Boogie Home. He's teaching Seaster how to do it too. How to hunt for ants. But today's conversation is going to be with regards to different movements that you can use to increase your push-up. So now, when it comes to not just push-up, but any movement, there is this concept of specificity. So to get better at anything that you do, you have to do more of the same thing. However, in order to help increase your strength even more, aside from just doing the same thing, you should supplement it with other movements that mimic that same movement or incorporate a uh, similar muscle group so that you will get that added force on the muscle because the reality is, is it just like with anything else in life, the more stimulus you have to something, the faster you will be able to adapt. And if you think about it, what is fitness? Fitness is the ability to adapt to an external stimulus, right? That's why the fitter you are, the more likely you are to run a 5K because 5K is just a stimulus for your body. Um, the fitter you are, the more likely you are to do however many pull-ups. But you know, like just pulling your body weight over a bar, that's just the stimulus for your body. So, you know, all things fit, fitness, like working out, if you think about it, is just stimulating the body. 
A lot of them are saying knees on the ground, some on the toes. Sorry the video froze for you guys for a second. I didn't do it. It's extremely stormy outside, so who knows what's happening yeah, out there. It's like the most, I think this is the most stormy we've... I actually turned my Wi-Fi off so that we could keep yeah. the signal. Or in hurricane season here, apparently. All right, you guys, so today we're, we're going to be talking about um, push-up assistance, and we're going to be demonstrating for you guys different movements that would help to assist your push-up so that you can go and take it to either your own garage gym, um, your own maybe living room. Um, local gym. Living room floor, local Kitchen gym, or, or whatever it is, whatever it is. So um, we have two different movements, one of which has six different variations. Okay, um, so we're going to be talking about both of these. So with regards to, do you want to be the movement model? I love to be a movement model. How much caffeine is in this? Or isn't it minimal? Well, I remember that they said 130 grams. Oh yeah. Okay. Anyways. So. Not your normal free workout. So, um, the first movement that we're going to be talking about is floor press. Okay, and if you don't currently have any equipment, um, as like for example, like a bench, because we're going to be discussing that in just a little bit. Um, you will want to do the floor press, okay? Um, and as far as the floor press goes, you can do it with either a dumbbell or a kettlebell. By the way, you know that because the kettlebell is more of an odd object, it would feel more difficult and perhaps even heavier than the dumbbell, simply because when you have to stabilize something, the more of a stimulus you have, which means that, you know, even if the mass is the same, it's just going to feel different. Okay, so that being said, why don't we turn the camera over this way? Do whatever you would like. And we're gonna be doing a floor press. So literally, when you do a floor press, it's literally kind of like a supine. When we say supine, basically what that means is on Lay your on spine. Your okay, so it's literally like doing a push-up while laying on your spine. Ugh. Wow. I just took a technology risk and I figured it out, you guys. It's like pressing the button. <laughs> um, unscrew that little handle and you'll have more control. Why? It looks great. Okay, great. Okay, so a floor press. All you need is, is the floor and like we said, some kind of weighted object, a dumbbell or a kettlebell. So just like we talked about with the push-up, you remember that grasshopper analogy that we're talking about? Okay, we're not going this way. We're keeping everything nice and tight. Wow, you guys, should I put them in the house? Just stay over here, stay over here. You guys sit. Hey, show them your trick. Sit. Callie. Callie, sit. Hey, sit. sit. I want to kiss sit. you with my caca mouth. Sit. 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 Sit your ass. This is what happens when we work out, you guys. Sit. <laughs> hey. Your butt. <laughs> okay, mama, now I will get up. Okay. I'm ready. Boogie, sit, my son. We're going to figure this out, you guys. There we go. 
This is the best espresso episode ever. I know. This is a pretty good espresso. Are you guys liking this? It's hella authentic. All right. <laughs> They're also seeing our laundry bin. <laughs> you guys, welcome to our life. Yeah, you guys have laundry too. Yeah. We're not perfect. All right. So... Notice, notice Aaron's elbow. See how the position of Aaron's elbow is at a 45 degree angle. You'll be able to see it better, um, probably. And then she literally presses up. So the floor press is slightly easier than the regular bench press. And the reasoning is, is that you can only go so deep because guess what? Your elbows are going to hit a floor. Okay, so what you want to focus on here as you're pressing is that you are keeping your shoulders retracted. Um, so, you know, when you have the dumbbells, Erin, like how does it feel when I say keep your shoulders retracted? Like, like you're tucking your shoulder blades into your back pockets. Yeah. Okay. So slow and control. And as the weight is coming down, you're taking a big inhale. And as you're pressing, you're exhaling. You always want to make sure that you're engaging your breath with the movement. Inhale, come down. Exhale, explode. Okay? So if you're working on improving your push-up, that, that would be the simplest way to help assist you with regards to improving your push-up faster um, and just taking it to the next level. There's really no such thing as perfecting your push-up because the way that I think about it, a perfect push-up is a one that can be done to infinity. And the way that I see it, nobody in this world can do an infinite amount of push-ups, but you can always improve it, okay? The last thing I would say on this is one of the beauties of this movement is that you actually come to a stop at the bottom. It's not like a normal bench press where you're just touching your elbows to the floor. You're actually coming down to a stop so that your muscles have to contract from a, from a dead position. There's huh. no, so there's this, there's this reflex, it's called the stretch reflex. And anytime your muscle is stretched, it's automatic response is to flex. So when you're doing a bench press and you come down, right in that split second, your pec muscles and, and your triceps that are extended, stretched out, want to contract. That's a natural reaction. So there are a lot of um, strategies that take advantage of the stretch reflex. This takes that out of the equation. So it's just strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Rhonda asked a really good question. How much weight should we use and how many reps? And um, love that question. So, you know, if you're doing any form of assistant push-up, uh, of an of an assist, if you're doing any form of an assistance for a movement, okay, basically what you're going for is higher reps, okay? Um, so with regards to that, we're working on hypertrophy. So I would recommend anywhere between 10 to 15 reps. And as far as what weight should you use, the truth is, is that it's all relative. I would say, you know, um, you want to start with a weight that you can do three consecutive sets of starting at 10 reps. Okay. 
And once you're done with that, um, you can add another movement. We're going to talk about a couple more in just a sec. Um, or just you can superset it with a set of push-ups, okay? So 10 to 15 reps um, of whatever weight you can do unbroken. If you can't do a set of 10 to 15 unbroken, that means that the weight is too heavy. So just, you know, stay in the step you're in and then increase it once. Um, 15 at that particular weight gets too easy for you, okay? Um, also know that because this is, you know, we're talking about push-up assistance, though that movement will help to increase your upper body strength. If you do just these movements without the push-up itself, without the, um, you know, basically the original stimulus, you will be disservicing yourself. So make sure that you practice that alongside with the push-up as well, okay? So now the next part that we're going to go over is the bench, Okay, and when it comes to the bench, we've got um, a couple different modifications. We're going to talk about the purpose of each in just a second. You know, if, if you guys don't have a bench, then just stick to the floor press. If you do have access to the bench, then this will be an even um, better added, added stimulus aside from the floor press. So the first one that we're going to focus on is the, is the dumbbell flat bench press, okay? So you'll need a bench for that. Are we and going from easiest to most difficult? Is that what I see? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so dumbbell flat bench press, okay? You'll need a bench for it and you'll need a set of weights. So either be it a set of dumbbells or a set of kettlebells, okay? Um, so basically you're going to lean back basically here. The only difference between it's the same as the floor press, except that because there is not a floor underneath you, Aaron's elbows are actually able to go down even lower. So we're talking about a very similar motion to that of the floor press, except a greater range of motion. Okay. So this would be the first progression up from the floor press. Now, you guys, don't, um, what's the word? Don't undervalue the power of the floor press because the floor press in and of itself is extremely um, powerful. You Same. can really use more weight doing it too because there's not as much range of motion. Yeah. So it gives your muscles a different... It, it, it's a different stimulus. Yeah, it's like, hey, here's what these heavier weights feel like. So then your muscles like, oh... Okay, I get it. So then when you go pick up the heavier ones to do the flat bench, it's not as foreign. Yeah. So with regards to rep and set scheme, we're talking about the same thing because we're using it as a push-up assistance movement. We're focusing on hypertrophy. So when I say that, I mean 10 to 15 reps, okay, of each of these movements. We'll put it all together at the end. Um, so dumbbell bench, uh, dumbbell flat bench press, same stimulus. You want to keep your shoulders back. Now the next one is the um, dumbbell flat single arm bench press. So this time we're talking about one arm at a time. This one will require more core stability because only one side. Yeah, because only one side has a load. Okay, so that being said, like your obliques are really going to fire up a little bit more on one side than the other. That's why also Aaron 
has her other arm up in order to mimic the fact that there is weight there because what that actually does is that it helps to stabilize her core. The further out your arm goes, basically the more you're displacing your body weight. So however much body weight you have on this side is gonna take away from what you have to do here. So if I put my arm here, I have to do a lot more work here or yeah. if I go across my body because I've got no weight. If I go narrower feet, also, a lot harder than if I've got a really wide base. So any of these variables can make that movement either easier or more difficult. Yeah, because you're gonna be a lot less engaged in your core, okay? So that's that for the dumbbell flat, um, single arm bench. Basically, you're gonna end up doing double the reps, say, um, same amount on each side. Now most people are probably going to feel that one side is stronger than the rest. Okay, this is because our body is great at compensating. If you're a righty, chances are that your right side is stronger. If you're a lefty, chances are that your left side is stronger. You still want to strive to do the same amount of reps. And the reason why you want to do that is because you want to invest your time increasing your strength for both parts. Otherwise, our body is great at compensating because our bodies were meant to adapt, okay? Just like your body wants to hit a plateau as fast as possible, your body also wants to compensate as much as possible. So in order to help reduce the, um, the level of um, compensation, make sure that you do the same amount of reps for both, even if it means that you may have to break up the set into maybe like 13 and two. Okay, just push through it. All right, so the next one is the dumbbell incline bench. Okay, dumbbell incline bench. So because here we have a different stimulus in the sense that you're at a different angle instead of 180 angle, here we're talking about a 120. What ends up happening is that here we're also strengthening a different um, part of your chest muscle, which is called your pec minor. Okay, so this is going to feel a lot more difficult than the regular flat bench. Okay, simply because the pec minor is a smaller pectoral muscle, which are basically like the muscles in your chest. Okay, and that's why it's going to feel more difficult. Okay, so we're talking about the, literally the same thing, um, the same cue for all of the movements, all of the pressing movements. You want to keep sure that your, your core is engaged, inhaling as the weight comes down, exhaling as you're pressing up, and you want to keep your shoulders back in order to make sure that um, everything is nice and stable, okay? After that, we're going to take it into single arm incline bench, which we mean more core, more pec minor. So here we're talking about lots of centralization. So you're going to do the same amount of reps on one side and the same amount of reps on the other. Just like with a single arm dumbbell flat, it's probably going to feel easier or one side is going to feel stronger than the other. Push yourself to do the same amount of reps regardless. Okay. Uh, a good like pro tip is that whatever side feels weaker, you usually do that side first. Because if it gives out, then it's better to match what your weak side did 
with their strong side, even if it's not as hard, than it is to do, let's say, they're like, oh, I got 12 reps on my good side, but I can only get nine on my other side. You're just creating more of an imbalance. So do the weaker side first, and then match it with the, um, the side that you do better with. Yeah. So the next thing that we're going to do is we're now going to use a different object. And this is the object that allows you to, it is a little bit more stable than the dumbbell, but it does allow you to increase the load in general. Um, so for those of you guys who either have like a fully decked out home gym or access to a gym, um, you'll definitely want to try those out. If you don't, then that's totally fine. Stick to the dumbbell bench. If you don't have access to that kind of equipment, just do the floor press. Okay? Boogie loves to give mama his blessing before she does bench yeah, press. Boogie! Boogie! So, something to note when it comes to the barbell bench is that you always, um, if you're in the underground training club, we're actually coming out with an underground training club uh, course where we literally dissect um, each and every one of these movements. So, you know, for anybody who needs details with regards to that, um, that will be probably available for you to grab in July. But um, other than that, we're just going to talk about the basics here. You want to make sure that your eyes are under the bar. Um, and when you bring the barbell, you want to bring it all the way to your chest. Okay, so hold the bar tight. And then the same thing that we did with the dumbbells, we're now doing with the barbell. Perfect. Inhale as the weight comes down. Exhale as it goes up. And squeeze your ass. Yeah. So advantages of the barbell, you can load up more weight on it. Obviously more stimulus um, for, for the tissue. Um, disadvantages... Honestly, there's not really any disadvantages, but um, we do understand that, you know. I mean, here's a disadvantage is that you, you can't single out your stronger or weaker side. Like you can't, you can't improve the imbalance. Oh, true, true. But that's why we're talking about all these movements because they're all necessary for different things. But really, um, you know, if you don't have access to a gym or let's say if you work out from home and your gym is not, your home gym is not fully decked out yet, um, you might just not be able to do that yet. Okay, now the next part is the incline bench. Um, and that is basically setting a greater load on your pec minor. Also, it requires a lot more stability because the weight is a little bit, um, the weight is a little bit higher. In the meantime, you guys who are watching this live, do you have any questions about any of these movements? Because then we can answer those as soon as Aaron's done demonstrating this. So, um, you know, how the, the same mechanics that apply to the flat bench with the barbell apply to the incline in the sense that you want to bring the, the weight all the way down to your chest and then you want to press up.
Kimberly, our bar weighs 35 pounds. We have um, the rogue um, Barbella. Barbella. Um, because, so, good Olympic bars, you can get those like uh, a, fe a female bar or a male bar. The difference between a female and a male bar is that the um, circumference is smaller, which obviously our hands are smaller too, for the most part. Um, I know that my hands are definitely smaller than a lot of dudes. So <laughs> the more you can grip, the more force you can apply. Um, yeah. Do they have any other questions? Um, no. Okay, cool, you guys. So, I mean, that that does it for all things push-up assistance. Oh, I've always wondered, Stephanie, I've always wondered... Does it work different muscles, flat versus inclined? Yeah. 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 And it also, like, you have, like, your your chest muscles are, like, if you, if you, no, I think they can see. If you look at guys, they have, like, you can see better because they don't have as much fat tissue. A, a fit guy doesn't have as much fat tissue um, over his pec. But you can actually see, like, a, like it's a square Mm -hmm. And you have upper upper part that will do more work, mid and lower. If you're pressing down, you're going to get more of the lower. If you're pressing straight, it's going to be more mid or more centralized. Okay. And if you're yeah, if you're pressing up, it's going to be more of that upper part. Like your chest goes all the way up to your collarbone. Uh -huh. Your chest muscles they attach in here, up here, and out here. So it's a, they're massive muscles. And then there's the, the pec minor, or the, yeah, the, uh, the pec minor that Sarik's talking about, like your pec muscles go this way, but your pec minor actually comes down this way. Mm -hmm. So it's the one that's more responsible for this kind of movement, or like the fly. So. Abduction? Abduction, no, abduction. Abduction. All right, you guys. So putting it all together, you're like, okay, at this point, how should I apply any of these movements that you pick? Um, do 10 to 15 reps. Um, if it's any of the single arm ones, then you'd want to do 10 to 15 each. Um, obviously, first, what you want to figure out is logistically, like, what do I have access to? If you have access to all the above, okay, great. You've got more things to work with. If you are more limited equipment-wise, know that that is totally cool. You can gain an insane amount of strength without like having a fully decked out gym. Okay. Amy um, said, so if you're doing an upper body day, how many of these different variations should you do in a session? Yeah, so we're we're getting to that just now. Um, so ten to fifteen. All of them. Ten to on each of them. Uh, obviously, if you're working on increasing your push-up, then I would highly encourage you to make sure that to whatever it is that you're doing, you also add a push-up. Um, honestly, what I would recommend for you guys is start with a superset. A superset means that you're doing one set of one movement and another set of one movement, and then just um, rotating back and forth. And because we're working with hypertrophy, um, which means higher reps, we want to shoot for three sets. So there's, um, there's another question that I want to answer. Okay, one second. Okay. So I would say like, for example, superset floor press 10 by 15 with push-ups 10 by 15. 
Okay. 10 um, by 15. Sorry, sorry, three, three. 150 three reps, three no problem. Three by 10 to 15 or three by 10 to, and three by 10 to 15 with the other movements. Three sets um, of between 10 and 15 reps. You guys, the most important thing is consistency. It's not about how many sets you do in one session, it's about how consistent are you with doing all of these over time. Okay, so I would recommend for you knowing that starting with a superset. Let's say if you've been consistent, and, and then you want to, you know, like if improving your push-up is one of your goals, you want to make sure that you do like that superset like three times per week. Okay, like be consistent with that. And then let's say if you've done it for four weeks straight, then you're like, all right, I'm going to add another movement. I mean, you guys, like knowing that, Right? If you were just to focus on consistency, right, and rotation every four weeks, this alone can like can last you for like over a year. Like you know, people always look for give me the new movement, give me this fancy, fancy object, this, 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 and that. No, dude, it's like all old school shit. Just repetition is the name of the game. Okay? Um Rhonda said, what about the fatty area like near the armpit, the most outer part of the breast? And I want to answer this. Okay. The fatty area is just that, fat. Yeah. It does not contract. It is not metabolic. It's just there. Yeah. It's just there. Yeah. It is an energy source. However, most Americans just have an extreme overload that is unnecessary. You guys, you need to write this down. No one exercise is going to help you get rid of fat. Nope. Like, we hear this all the time. How what is I the exercise that, that can help me to get rid of this fat right here? What is the exercise that can help me get, get rid of my belly fat? Wait, how, how many of you have done, I want to see in the comments, how many of you have done crunches because you want to get rid of belly fat? No one exercise will help you, will ever help you to get rid of belly fat. You want to get rid of of, of Oh, fat anywhere? Hold on. <laughs> Hold before you tell them the secret. The secret before you tell them. Okay. Did crutches work for you? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, tell them the secret. Like, you want to improve your, your body fat? Focus on your nutrition and your lifestyle habits. That's the money maker. But whether it's improving your push up, Reducing fat around your armpit, reducing fat around your belly, whatever it is, you guys, consistency is key. It doesn't take over, it doesn't happen overnight. And if any of you guys were like, oh, Sarita, I've done it for a month, and you know, like nothing dramatic has happened, like very rarely in your life something dramatic happens over a period of one month, unless it's a catastrophic event. Then something dramatic happens in a flash. So consistency is key here, you guys, key. This is not like a, a two-day thing, a two-week thing, or even a two-month thing, okay? So just commit to applying this to all of the other things that you're already doing. And um, just a couple of housekeeping things as well. You guys, um, you know, I'm not sure if there's anybody new who's watching it, but we do offer a diff we, we do offer a variety of training programs based on where you're at. Um, you know, if you're a beginner, we've got workout plans that will, will help you 
to take it to the next level. If you're kind of like intermediate in the sense of maybe you've worked out um, for a couple of months, but still you know that you've got ways to go, we've got a couple of programs that will help you with that as well. Um, if you're more advanced and you know, like you want to train like Aaron and I do, um, first you'll have to earn it, of course, by doing the other programs. But you know, like you can also or qualify or qualify. Um, but you know, there's something for you as well. Like you know, the beauty of what we do with our program is that we meet you where you are in order to help to help you take it to the next step. This is not something that you do for one day or one week. This is like, you know, a, a long-term thing. So whether you're at the very first step of the ladder, the third step of the ladder, or the 10th step of the ladder, know that we've got something for you. So if you have any questions um, or you need more information about our training programs, please just go ahead and email admin at aaronsarate.com. We'll definitely be happy to um, direct you to the program that would be um, the right fit for you. And, you know, um, for anybody who's, you know, really just like, let's say if you're already doing our programs and you're just like, you know that you're in it for the long haul, and I feel like most of you guys are, then, you know, um, something that I would really encourage you to supplement your training with is creatine. Because creatine helps you to increase your muscle density, and by default, what that does is that it helps you... Um, to increase your strength. The creatine that we take is a very different form of creatine. Don't just go buy a creatine because 99, nine and a half times out of 10, you buy a creatine and you don't know what you're buying, it's going to be more harmful than helpful. That's why it has a bad rap. And that's why females are like, I can't take that, I don't want to get bulky. You shouldn't. It's just not a good creatine. You guys will tell you that we take creatine every day, but we take a pure form of and it actually tastes good because it tastes like fun. And it promotes fat loss. It does, because the more muscle you have, the more fat you're burning, literally just like me right now sitting. Like if I had a different body composition, I will not be, you know, like burning fat or energy at the same rate as I am now. But the more muscle you have, that's kind of like your energy currency. It's like whatever it is that you're doing, it doesn't matter like how little activity or how great of an activity, you just get more of it because you've got more muscle. Muscle is a savings account of the body. Muscle, muscle is the investment account. It's muscle not even the savings account. The savings, the investment, the cash flow, it's all. The, the fat and glycogen is the savings account. The muscle, <laughs> the muscle is the investment account. Okay? Um, so, you guys, that being said... When do you take your creatine? Right before we go to bed, usually. Yeah. Does X-Endurance have creatine? Yep. Message me. Yeah. So, you guys, for any information about any of our, um, you know, training programs or for any information about any of the supplements that we take, just please go ahead and either message Aaron or go ahead and email admin at aaronnetsuri.com. I think that you already know this by now that, you know, we are here to help you because we are on a mission to transform the lives of millions through the same movement, nutrition, lifestyle, and financial habits that have transformed ours. Holla. Um, so, you guys, it is Monday. Thank you so much for showing up for yourself today. Thank you for investing your time with us. 
really means a lot. We hope that you have a beautiful day. And remember that tomorrow is Q&A day. Um, so that being said, we do want to answer all of your questions. Danny, um, thank you so much for already posting the, the, the link to the form and the announcements. Um, and you guys, I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. If there is one thing that I can tell you about a Monday is one of my rules is don't you ever dare to skip a workout on a Monday. Don't so waste a good Monday. Don't ever waste a good Monday. Got to start the week off strong. So that being said, you guys, go get that workout if you haven't done so already and have yourself an amazing day. And we'll see you tomorrow. Okay, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso with Erin and Suri. On your way out, be sure to check out our website, erinandsuri.com, to keep up to date with what we have going on and maybe grab some free stuff. And if you feel so inclined, hop on over to leave us a five-star review, wink, wink. And remember, life is more fun when you subscribe to Erin and Sarit.